I'm a working man. I gotta pay my bills. I don't know what we're yelling about! Oh, look at me! The millionaire who goes to see doctors! You reek of scotch and cheesecake. You filthy animal. What is this, a prey? Good news. I saw a dog today. In your face, Nancy Grace. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Everybody hate who we just call them fans, though. The only thing I think of when I think of my kids growing up in this country, they say, Dad, what do we have left? That's American name. And I say, son, I mean, there's not much to choose from, but that's what we have half blue ribbon for. Child, please. I'm running out of breath. I need a drink. <laughs> I'm out of breath. What's up, gang? Happy Monday. It's your Monday quarantine episode of Pass the Gravy because a lot of people still are stuck in quarantine. So I'm doing the bonus episodes. I got another guest on. You, If you listen to the Rod Ryan Show, you already know who this is. It's way long overdue. I've wanted to have this dude on forever. I finally the got it. stealing all my shine. It's, 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 all, it's all tested, but it's the Chile. Chile. What's up, man? What's happening, bro? I appreciate you having me on the world famous Pass the Gravy podcast. I don't man. know if it's world famous yet. We're working. Oh, it right. is because it's on the web. It's worldwide. Yeah, it's like that's what Joe Exotic said, right? Yeah. It's like Pitbull, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. So, pretty, yeah, as long as you have a podcast, if you can download it anywhere, it's worldwide as fuck at that point. Hell yeah. So, yeah, we're just going like, to. I feel like Chile and I have been like. Uh, everybody's been split up from the show lately lately because I guess we're all returned tomorrow. But Chile and I have been going in every day. And so Chile oh, yeah. and I have just been hanging out way more than we've ever hung out before, I feel like. So I was it's, like, well. It's fun. Yeah. It, it, I mean, obviously Rod and Tessa are all right. But, like, you know, it was kind of like. We had, they ain't we had as cool as us, though. Being there. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we're, we're just cool. A little bit earlier. We left a little bit earlier. Not that we didn't yeah. get the work done. We got our work done. We did get the work done. Alex is just, you're just like a younger version of myself. You know, I'm the old Alex P. Middleton right there. So we just have fun, man. We got, we think alike on some stuff. So we like that we Southern Star lot. beer. Yeah, we do like the Southern Star beer. But yeah, so I, I, uh, I feel like with Tessa and Rod, when I had them on the podcast, that I ended up kind of like doing a little bit of interviewing and talking about like how they got where they were. I talked about Tessa being on yeah. reality TV and Rod starting in Buffalo and all that. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about like like all of all of your start and how you got into radio. Hey. And originally, you were was it? It wasn't La Raza. What was the Spanish station you were on? Yeah, Mega. I started Mega. out on Mega 101 with the Mexicans. With a Z at the end, not an S, a Z. It was the name so, of it, yeah. Yeah, that was the name of the morning show that gave me my shot, man. You know, they were like, man, we feel like we need a street guy, so we need you. Uh, you know, he was like, man, you want to try it? And I was like, hell yeah. So how'd so you I, find it? Like, did, did they contact you? or like, okay, you... so, okay, the whole way, the whole how I got into radio was funny because I was a bouncer at a nightclub called T-Town on Richmond Street. Okay. So I would bounce, you know, and then there would be um, like the radio station, Mega 101 would come in and do broadcast from there. So there was a guy named uh, Freddie, uh, Fast Freddie. 
So I, I would ask him, be like, yo, man, you know, how can I get, you know, a job in the radio? I don't want to be on air. You know, I want to just do promotions, drive the vehicle around because uh -huh. I needed a day job, you know, and I was just like, man, I need something for right now. So because right. I was at nights, I was bouncing. So, you know, so I was like, yeah, let's do that. And then he's like, man, just come on through, apply, man, and put me down as reference. Now, I'm real funny when it comes to putting people as reference because I'm like, man, what if, you know, I don't know if you're going to be a good person or a bad person. It's going to look bad on me, you know? Right. But when he said that, I was like, are you sure? He was like, yeah, dude, put me down. So that kind of helped me get in, you know? So I got the job, you know, and I was working promotions for like two or three months. And then it's funny because uh, the morning show, which was Chicon Rascal, the Mexicans, they did something kind of funny, but certain company didn't think it was funny because they were the, the, the butt of the joke. And they called and they were like, hey, you know, we didn't appreciate them saying that. So we're going to pull the advertising off of them. And, you know, once you in radio, if you take if you cause them to make money, there's yeah. an issue. So, or if you cause them to lose money, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if the company's losing money, you, you're done. So they kind of made them up, made it up to the company. So they had, um, they, they did the show live from one of the restaurants. And then, you know, they had like a chicken eating contest. Uh-huh. Like chicken nuggets or whatever. And I was just like, they were like, dude, we need you to jump in. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we need you to do that. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I sit there and I ate, you know? And then ever since then, the guys were like, dude, we like the way you work. Getting sit there and we're like, no, I don't want to do we it. We like the way you eat. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you great eat. eater. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah they say it. Plus I won, so. Uh-huh. Okay, I got yeah. Like a year free of free uh, food, so I was good with that. That's pretty sweet. And they were just like, man, we like the way you work, your attitude and everything. We want to make you a street guy in the mornings. So I was like, what is that? He's like, man, just don't worry about it. You'll be good, man. <laughs> I said, all right, cool. So I just saw the bigger picture. I was is, like, is right. street guy like man on the street? Like you would go out and do the interviews? Yeah, like, like they'll be like, hey, we got some tickets. Go somewhere on this side of town and okay. call us and then be like, hey, I got this tickets to whatever, whatever. Uh, first person to come right here. I'm at this corner of the street, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Gets the tickets. And okay. dude, it would just, people would just show up. And, you know, we give them shirts or whatever after we ran out of tickets. So that's kind of what it was. And then they were like, all right, you're a stunt guy. So basically if you're, you're at the bottom of the, of the list. So they were like, you know what? We want to do like wax. We don't wax you on air. And oh, I was no. like, what? Like a Brazilian wax. We did a whole full body on there. And then like, I got tasered, you know, they had like every, every Tuesday they had oh. a, how they is the like, waxing? How is the, like, that does not sound fun at all. Dude, like, the funny thing is, they did the wax off. It was between the night guy and myself. Uh -huh. And they were like, you better lose to the night guy. You'll never live through this, you know? And I was like, all right. So it was right around the time All-Star Weekend is going to be here in Houston. It's like okay. in 06. And yeah. 06. So we started out with an eyebrow. So, you know, boom, eyebrows gone. Ugh. Then we went down to chest hair. Then we went down to stomach and then bikini. 
you know? Uh-huh. So none, both of us didn't quit. We just ran out of time. They were like, all right, we uh. got So we call it a draw. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't quit. So I was like, yeah. So it's funny because there was a picture when I took a picture with Fat Joe at one of the clubs I was bouncing at, <laughs> and I have no eyebrows. <laughs> How long did it take your eyebrows to grow back? Man, about a month or so. Okay. But I always good. felt like I've heard that like eyebrows don't grow back sometimes. Nah, man, I was glad they grew back because I looked all weird, man. I was just like, damn. You don't realize how much eyebrows really like are like an accessory on your face until like you see somebody without them and you're oh wow. What oh, like oh, my best friend's girl, that movie with Dane Cook and the guy from uh Jason Biggs, and he yeah. like accidentally trims his eyebrow off and it's like, dude, that looks so fucking weird. Like you should- dude, it's cause you're you're used to seeing everything with hair, like you know, around that area. Yeah. And when you see it so like that's like some soft about you, but I just can't put my finger where it's at, you know. <laughs> so that that that's what happened, man. So we did that, and it grew back, and then they got let go, and then they kept me, and just kept on working, and then um, an opportunity came for me to go to uh, the hip hop station here in Houston on ninety seven nine the box. So I just did that for about eleven years, man. Damn, dude. I was doing on afternoons with G-Man, and it was, uh, you know, we were there for about 11 years. Well, I was there for about 11 years. And um, it was some fun times, man. I had good experience and everything. But, you know, I've always been friends with Rod, so throughout the whole time, you know, there were times to where I was like, Rod, I don't think this radio's for me, man. I need to do his own, man. He'd be like, yeah. oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're good at what you do and all this. He would like guide me through, you know. Rod's a great mentor. Like yeah, a lot of times that he kind of helps you through little things like that when you don't like 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 I mean, he's helped me through a lot of stuff too. It's like, no, just do this. Just work out this way. Try yeah. and go about it this way. And he's very helpful with a lot of that. Yeah, man. And you know, like the crazy thing is there was a time where uh, a job opportunity came for me to go to LA. Like a uh, big boys neighborhood of in oh, LA. Wow. They were reaching out to me because their stunt guy had had uh, left the show. So dude, it's weird, but they were calling me, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "My name must be out there for like you know an LA station." That's badass, two, yeah. You know, number two in his big boys neighborhoods of you know whatever. So we worked through that, and then I was telling uh, Rod, I was telling Rod, Rod, man, I don't know what to do. And he's like, "Do you want that job?" I was like, "Well, it's LA, bigger market, and they're syndicated in like forty-five cities." I was like, "That's." I was like, hell yeah, more money. I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, this is what you got to do. And he's like, so he was walking me through it. And then, you know, dude, everything Rod was telling me, it was on point. And even he was like, dude, I don't think you're going to get it. Watch, they're going to come back with this. And sure enough, man, they're like this. But Rod was like helping me on, man. And he he doesn't sugarcoat anything. Like, he tells no. you how it is. And I think a lot of people, like in radio, there's there's like, two groups of people i feel like there's the people that are really actually there's like three there's the there's the middle group where they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about and like they just kind of spew shit to you and you're like all right i don't i don't care then there's the guys that are just like like worked in radio but got sick of it and are just old and curmudgeon and they're like oh you don't want to be in this business get out of here yeah the the angry ones the angry ones they're just mad at the whole world and when i worked like the am sides there were a lot of people like that and i was like dude i don't want to fucking be like that i don't ever want to be like that but then there's the people like rod where they're like hey no let me take you under my wing let me tell you a couple of things let me help you out like I, I had a, a lot of people like that. Like Adam Clanton helped me through a bunch of stuff because I got to work at his show. Doug Pike, when uh, I was working his outdoors show on weekends, like he was always yeah. letting me just try stuff out. And it's there's a lot of people that like you got to be influenced or have the right people around you. I feel like to succeed in that business. And I always I always believe like 
I always tell people like, you know, young kids when I see them and like in radio, I'll be like, look, man, learn the good from everybody. Don't learn the bad because everybody's got bad habits. And the radio. bad is too easy to like learn fast. Yeah. You can pick up the bad stuff way yeah. easier than you can. The good. It, it's, it's so easy just to like, oh, this, that, then to try hard, you know? So I was like, just learn the good, man. Leave the bad behind and learn the best. And that's what I always try to do, man. You know, plus, like, one thing, like, the Mexicans, the guy, Chico and Rascal, when I got the job, they were like, dude, we, they were like, dude, all we want you to do is pay it forward. Help somebody out, you know? And that's what I've always tried to do, man. I was like, man, you know, because, you know, I, I, like, easily, you know? So they're like, oh, man, I need you to give me five bucks for this and this and that and that, you know? Uh-huh. And then they were like, nah, man, we just want you to pay it forward, you know? And just keep doing good, because if you're doing good, you're making us look good, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like that mentality they had, and I learned that. And, dude, I've had my radio career has been good, man. I like it, you know? It's hard to stay relevant and not get in trouble. <laughs> especially yeah, especially <laughs> now, like, you got to tell yeah. that line a lot a lot more than, like, because, like, just thinking back to stuff, like, when Opie and Anthony did the, like, sex for Sam stuff, and then they got yeah. the people having sex in the cathedral and all that, like, that seemed like that would get you fired at any time, you know? But, like, oh, now yeah. it's, like, you, you say, so, you like a tweet that somebody doesn't agree with, oh, yeah. and they get to the right person, and you're just, that's it for a lot of people. Well, even for retweeting something that you didn't say, if you retweeted something now, you can get, like, you know, you can have some group come after you and then, you know, come after where you work. And then the company's like, well, we don't want to deal with this stuff. So Dude, I learned about- this year not to go after K-pop. I made a joke about like when the rodeo got canceled because of Corona, the last band to play was one of those K-pop bands. I was, like, oh. I was like, did K-pop kill the rodeo? And they were like, how dare you? How dare you? And it's like, there's just K-pop stands that like search the word k-pop and they will attack anybody that is anti it and they were calling me racist and stuff i was like i didn't say anything about it being like because they were korean or anything like that i was just making a joke that i don't understand the music i think the music sucks and i was like it was so bad they canceled it because of it yeah dude it's crazy nowadays i just man i always like say man if you get easily offended don't follow me that's what i say on my stuff and i say those are my it's like now even if you have a disclaimer it doesn't matter yeah, I thought, what about retweets or not endorsements? That was a thing. Yeah. This is my yeah. own opinions, not my employers. Yeah, I did. And I had some people that reached out to me, like, outside of work. Like, they were like, hey, man, we want – there's an opportunity for you to endorse this company. I'd be like, all right, yeah, but you're – man, going down through your social media, man, you say some stuff that's kind of like, man. I was like, well, I was like, I appreciate you coming out to me, but, you know, you are getting what you're getting. What you see is what you get. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything and try to be – this is the how I am. Is, yeah. You know, this is who I am. And I was like, dude, you came to me. It's not like I was approaching y'all, begging y'all for, you know. So it's just you gotta learn with it. You gotta be like, look. That's one of my favorite things about you though. Like you shit like you're you're like that's how you Chili's the way you're gonna get chili. You're not gonna yeah. like he's not gonna change his way for anybody. And I like like that's kinda how I'd like to think that I go about shit too. Yeah, so like I, that's why I mean, like I think we're buddies. Yeah, you just gotta be responsible, you know. You can't just sit there and be like you can't, you got to think about what you want to say nowadays, because if you do something that can, oh, this could be taken this way and all that. And, you know, I really don't, most of the time I've always said, man, I don't really care what people think about me because I've, you know, they're, they're not paying my bills and all this yeah. stuff until, until I got in the radio. Right. <laughs> so if you think about it, every time somebody, I've never understood why people would be like, like celebrities, 
no, I, I don't want to take a picture with a fan. I don't want to take a picture with a list. You know, it's like, I've never understood that. You used to beg people to listen to your music. You used to go like, yeah, hey, here's my CD, man. He's promote, man. I'm, I'm going to have a show. Come see me, you know, listen to my music and all this stuff. And now that they're supporting you, you're like, get away, get out of my face. Get out of my face. I don't want to take a picture. Well, I'd like to think. I don't I, understand that. It's got to be a little bit different like from like, you know, like when we go to Monster Jam, people line up to take pictures with the Rod Ryan show. And it's mostly because of Rod and we're there too. And people do listen to us. And like, I've never turned down a picture because I always think it's wow. awesome. That it, like, I always just like, it's, it's a cool moment when anybody ever asks to take a picture. We're at BuzzFest or anything like that. But I yeah. think that like, if you're like a super, super, super celebrity, that like, that's just got to be all the time. Like you can't go anywhere that's without. That's the life you wanted. That's right. the life you signed up for. That's what you wanted. And you I guess you just paid. catch people on at, at bad times anytime, you know, like maybe you're going through something right then and it's like, ah, just, just not right now. I'm just not in the mood, man. But uh, it's like, I understand like the logic. And I also, we are a podcast that has a feud with Kyler Murray now because he snubbed us at an XFL game. So like <laughs> I am being hypocritical in that, but like, I, I'd like to think that it's just so much more that like they get that way. But yeah, I understand your argument on it though. Man, like to me, it's like, look, I could be down eating, drinking a beer or whatever, and somebody asks me for a picture, I'm going to say, I'm going to be wiping the food off my mouth. And like, yeah. Let me, yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Because the way I see it is, is because of that person, I get to pay my light bill or I get to put gas in my car. Because the minute they stop asking you for that, people are going to be like, well, he he's really not popular. He's really not yeah. doing anything. So why do we need him? You know? And I, I that's my, agree. my way of going through it. That's my mentality. Like, you know how, like, Jordan, they were like, oh, this guy didn't say hi. He took that personal. And they would be like, I don't know what he's talking about. I said hi to him. It was just Michael Jordan's mentality. He's making that, yeah. To hype himself up. That's how I am. I'm like, man, I'm going to take a picture with everybody. You know, I don't care if it's like, if it's late, I got to go or whatever. Because, you know, after all, it's a blessing for somebody to want to take a picture. Oh, a hundred percent. And I am, I'm a hundred percent with you in that camp, but I do think there are people that like, it's, it goes too far. Like I, I've, uh, I was at Fogo to shown one time with my family and yeah. we saw Roger Clemens was like two tables over and like three people came to try and take pictures with him. And he just was like, I'm having dinner with my family right now. If you can wait till like afterwards, like yeah. I, I have no problem with walking out, but right now, like I'm in the middle of dinner with my family. It's like, you had like a fairly nice restaurant I understand that, but like, I would have probably, I would have been like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, I would have, I would have totally done it, but I'm also there's not certain, Roger Clements. There's not people there's, every time I go anywhere doing that. There's certain unwritten rules to where, yeah, you can go out and when you shouldn't, you know, but you got to understand people get excited when they see us. Uh -huh, and I, I, yeah, so it's, they don't think about it, you know, like even us, when we see a celebrity that comes in for an interview, we're like, oh, we're like, hey, can I get a picture? Because you get that group shot. We get the group yeah. shot where we post it. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I, like, I really love Like Tom Green, I was like, dude, is it like, is it cool if I get a picture with just like you and me? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. not a big deal. But then, like, I, I've had people say no. I don't want to name names. I've had some people say no before. Dude, there's some cool people like that. And then there's some uncool people, man. Like, I, cause, like when I was working at the hip hop station, man, we had some celebrities. The first time they came in, first hip hop, the first time they come in, that would be cool, man. The second time they would come in, they would be Hollywood. Man, you're talking about like, hey, man, how you doing? You yeah, see those people that when they made it, you're like, okay, somebody made it. Good. The funny stuff is, man, Soldier Boy, he came in once, and he was like right around Thanksgiving. And, you know, we were working, and, and then we were like, you know, I would just try to talk to them to try to get them 
warmed up. So by the time we go in the interview on there, they don't sound so whack. Right. And, and then they're like, like, you know, the whole time I'm talking to him, he's down on his phone. Like, I'm like, Hey man. So how was your, your, your Thanksgiving? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then his friend would talk to him. He'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know? So I was looking at, like G Man, like I gotta get G Man props for that because we looked at each other and he was just like, like you know, telling me because I'm like real, I'm like hold up, man, we gonna do this or not, you know? Yeah. He was just kind of like, come down, come down, and dude, we got on air as soon as the mics come on. He's like, yeah, man, you know, special guest in the studio, but he seems like I don't know, down, like he's sick or something because he doesn't want to talk much. Chile's been trying to talk to him and he's just like, whatever. He's like, oh, no, 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 man, no, you know, it's just that I'm jet lag, you know, we just got off the private jet and all that, like, he, dude, you see him. I think he had the private jet flex, though. Yeah. He had to flex yeah, with the private jet, know. not that he just landed. So, the funny thing is, they were videoing, and then, dude, <laughs> it's on YouTube, dude, like, you know, he was premiering his new song and whatever, and we were like, hey, tell us a little about your song and all this stuff, and he's like, yeah, it's this, 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 this. And then, like, when we saw the whole documentary he did, he's, like, on the phone going to the station. Man, did you send them the song? Because I don't want them asking me some stupid question, what's the name of the song or what's this and how I come up with this song. And then he's like, man, I got to go to this radio interview, man. The the DJ probably don't know nothing about this. And then we're asking him the same question. He, he did said. exactly what he said. <laughs> but it's like, dude, if we don't know, we want, you know, we want to. Well, and also a lot of times it's like you may know it, but like you're trying to portray it to people that are potentially not yeah. knowing it. So it's like, like if we premiere a song, we're like, yeah, like I could have already heard the song, but it's like we got to tell, we got to hype it up to people that are like, oh, I've never heard this new insert band song. Like, okay, like what do I need to know about it? Yeah, so it was just like that's the most memorable thing that we have because we call once he called him out on the air and checked him on the air, he turned around. Page, and yeah. Moved. So it was cool, and then um. You know, just, man, sometimes there'd be some, I tell you, I was high most of the time. They would come in because, dude, <laughs> it would be smelling like weed. Like, they get out, and it was like, they had the strongest weed ever, dude. And I would just be in the studio like, hey. yeah, second hand, Dude, contact and all that, man. I was just like, hey, man. So, <laughs> it was just fun. Man. It was a good time, man. It was a good time. Had it, enjoyed it. You know, got to meet a lot of celebs that I. I would have never gotten to meet, you know. So it was cool. They, Who was the coolest know, just, person that you met? Oh man, there were a lot, dude. Like Fifty Cent was real cool. Oh like, yeah, Fifty Cent's very cool, man. Very cool, dude. Uh, P Diddy was cool. Uh, Nicki Minaj was cool, man. You know. Okay. By the way, I was the first, the first man boob she ever signed, dude. Because, you know, Nicki Minaj would always go sign her fans, like the females' fans. She would sign right. her boobs. So I asked her about that, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, once you sign my man boob, I won't be the first man boob, you know? And she signed it. It's on video and everything. So I claimed that. Yeah. But, uh, dude, Megan Good was pretty cool. You know, uh, dude, um, wrestlers, like Rey Mysterio was real cool. MVP, you know. Did Ray come in with the uh, mask on? Yeah, he came in with a mask, you know. But uh, he took it off, you know, when nobody was around. But, you know, it's like, like a lot of people were cool. And then there were some people that were just like, yeah, you know, like Kendrick Lamar was cool. You know, he was cool as hell. You know, I kept bugging him the whole time during the interview. I was like, hey, yo, so, 
So man, can can, can you tell? Can you call like Eminem right now? <laughs> he was like, "No, nah, man, he's busy." I was just off air though. I was bugging him like that. Dude, no. Like, here's the best thing you do with those. Like, this is how you. This is a little life hack for you that I've learned. You always are like, well, "Who's the most favorite famous person in your phone?" And they'll be like, "Oh, uh, probably the names people. You want to call them? Yeah. You want you want to call them right now? And then like usually they say no, but like maybe then you get to talk to that person. You know who did that though? Who? Uh. Comedian Corey Holcomb. Oh, really? It's hilarious. So, dude is hilarious. He was cool. So, we're sitting there talking and, you know, just clowning. And then he's like, yo, Shaq just texted me. Again, Shaq was <laughs> in Houston. And he was driving around listening. And he said, yo, he wants to call in. We're like, hell yeah, call in, call in. And that was around the time that uh, Dwight, the, the Rockets signed Dwight Howard. Yeah. And then, you know, how he was like, I don't know why he want to go to a little city, you know? And then, you know, so they kept talking. Dude, they were going at each other, you know, making jokes and everything. And it was funny. And then I, towards the end, I say, hey, uh, Jimmy and asked him, hey, man, what do what, you think about the Rockets, you know, signing Dwight and everything? He's like, oh, you know, I, I like Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> That's all he said. That's it. Shaquille <laughs> just said, I like Hakeem Olajuwon. You know, we were laughing. And then I just jumped in there and I said, not bad for a little city, huh? And then uh, and then Shaq goes, wait a minute. I said, which city was bigger, L.A. or Houston? That's what I said. Thank you. Bye. Boom. And I was like, dude. Whatever, Kazam. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was just funny. But it was just like, you had some good radio sometimes. And then, you know. Dude, yeah. Like, That's those are like of... times where you're like, dude, this interview was fun. But it was out of nowhere, Corey just goes, hey, Shaq's riding around, man, you know, yeah, he wants to call in, and we're like, yeah, and because and uh, Corey Holcomb was at the improv that weekend, and uh -huh. Shaquille was doing his Shaq All-Stars at a different place, and then um, you hear Corey Holcomb, yeah, man, come on, Shaq, call, so what they were on, you know, I figure I'll let Shaq give him a little airtime because you know he's got this little comedy show he's doing it's probably gonna be empty because everybody's in my spot today he's just <laughs> clowning in him man and it was just funny i had fun times like that man so you know it's that funny. is pretty tight though that is Plus, pretty tight. When, you, when you're doing something you like and you're getting paid for it man i'm like come on man you just randomly get to talk to Shaq. yeah that's always that's yeah, a good day whenever he tells you to shut up or he's coming over to beat you up and stuff i'm like oh okay six foot seven or seven foot tall against a little midget like me all right let's roll <laughs> let's just hope it doesn't come down to free throws no <laughs> i don't know man. i think he still might get me on he that. may he may i don't yeah. think i'm that good at free throws either no nah, uh, that's but that, that was my whole career in radio and i've been here now with the rod ryan show so you know i had fun it's been a lot of fun with you on the show for sure uh, um so, so you said you started out like bouncing before you got into radio. Like, I, yeah. I, like that's one of the craziest jobs to me ever. Just because, like, I'm obviously a very small person, so I would never right. be picked to be a bouncer. But like, is it just is it badass being a bouncer? Do you like do you like that authority? Like, you're like, nah, dude. No, because like it was crazy. Like, I guess like back in like '80s and stuff like that, bouncers, you know, you could beat up anybody and kick them out or whatever. But then, like, you know it got to where like they were getting lawsuits and stuff like that. So it's like when, like if I, if I would be breaking up a fight and they hit me and I hit the dude back, he could press charges on me, you know? Uh, and then I could go to jail, all this stuff. So that's when I was like, uh-uh, screw that, man. I'm not going to go jail for doing a job that I'm supposed to do. So you kind of had to like 
restrain yourself and stuff. Man, I'm telling you, man, the worst fights I ever had to break up was some female fights, man. That's dude. The fight, the craziest fights I've seen, like in college, the one bar that we had really to go to was called Shenanigans and Confetti yeah. Beach Club, and they had this little catwalk and just the two craziest fights I ever saw were chick fights. And my God, yeah. they're fucking grabbing hair, they're clawing, they're fucking, they're ruthless. Dude, like guys usually, pretty- it's like they just gas themselves out and everything like that. Somebody gets taken down. It's kind of yeah. like, all right, we we could go our separate ways. Chicks, no way, no well, way. Like, well, you know, when it's a fight and it's a female, and you try to be like, oh, kind of like, oh, I don't want to grab her because then mm-hmm. if you, it looks like you're grabbing her too rough or whatever, you know. Then I was just like, man. So I would grab a girl and then I would just grab her by the sh- like by the arms and try to like restrain her like by the arms like that and walk her in front of me, dude. One of them, I did that, and one of them just reached around and just wham back into me right in the nuts. Oh, the worst ever, dude. I was like, oh. I start like, I hit the high notes, bro. Oh, I bet. I bet, yeah, dude. You, you know, can't not. Yeah, because you can't do nothing to them. You're just like, oh. And, you know, but the thing is, everybody thinks bouncing is like, it's like, oh, you got to you gotta be a good fighter and all that stuff. No, I mean, dude, usually, you know, you, you go in, you grab one guy, and then the rest of the bouncers come in and they grab somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, there's gotta, it's kind of like a science, but not a science, you know? You gotta, you can't just go in by yourself at first and then, you know? Right. You gotta see, once your friend's there, you jump in and do all that. I've had a uh, beer bottle broken on my head because I went in uh, and I grabbed the dude and it, it was funny because I was coming out of the office and then I closing the door from the office to the club and they're fighting right in front of me. So I just grabbed one guy and then when I grabbed him, his friend just comes and he hits me with a beer bottle and I start feeling like just hot, uh. hot. And I was like, oh, I'm bleeding and I got mad. And, you know, so I felt like people were hitting me, but then that's when everybody, like my friends, you know, the other bouncers came in and everything, but Sometimes, man, it's your day and it's not, you know? So I, It's just always like that, that – like, I don't know why there's not a TV show about bouncers because I feel like they do – like, you come in contact with a bunch of crazy shit, not, oh, maybe yeah. not on a regular basis, but everybody's got, like, a crazy story. Like, what is your craziest thing that you've seen happen Ooh. while bouncing? Because, like, okay. you had to see some crazy shit, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I saw, like, a lot. It's too many – okay, fights as far to where we were like, oh, we're going to get beat up right here. Was when uh, there was a private party, which was like a college party. They uh-huh. rented out the club, and it was TSU, and the whole TSU football team is there. And you know, shout out Michael Strahan. Yeah, it was probably not his not his day. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, they were there, and one of the uh, one of the wide receivers, like the star wide receiver for them, was being a little jerk, and then you know, one of the cops grabbed him. And then you see the whole football squad just around the cop. And, uh, and then all of a sudden we hear somebody on the radio, hey, HPD needs help right here, blah, blah, blah. So then you see all the bouncers run. And, and we're up against like a wall. And we kind of push them back a little bit. But then I'm looking at the linemen. And I'm looking up like, uh, hey, dude, how you doing? Yeah, those guys push people for their, like, a living, yeah. basically. But it's like, they're big and taller than us. So we're just like, ah, oh, screw this. So it was like a face-off. And luckily, one of the cops, you know, like an older cop, we used to call him Seabass. You know, <laughs> he was bald-headed. He got a country mustache. 
and he had that deep he, we used to call him stone cold because that's how he kind of looked <laughs> so he comes in and he grabs one of them dudes and goes hey let me talk to you outside real quick then all of a sudden that dude comes back in and he's like everybody let's go man let's go party again let's go, you know we were like Woo! We, we tell we're like see man, why'd you tell him he's like he said man i'm too old to fight all this stuff there's a couple of y'all looking like y'all might go to the nfl well we take a couple of knees out. They're going to be couple that are not going. And that's all he said. And they're like, oh, no, we good, man. Let's go. Yeah, that's all you needed. That's all you needed. So that, that, that was one of the crazy stories. And it was like, oh, dude. <laughs> when P. Diddy came to the club, Puffy, Puffy. Was it at Hush then? No, it was at T-Town. Okay. This was at T-Town. Because I know he used to own Hush, right? No, it was uh, – Company I worked for was uh, um, Triangle at the time, Triangle Entertainment. They own uh, Roxy, uh, T-Town, Drink Houston. Okay. So, you know, when they were there, so it was a private party, you know, like somebody ran in the club and they brought P. Diddy into the, to it on a Thursday night. Because usually we would be open on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So they ran it on a Thursday night. They just went around like P. Diddy's private uh, security just goes and looks and he goes you 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 and you y'all working with me because he just went down and picked the biggest bouncers we have smart the biggest ones and so he that says, would do y'all are with me the whole night everybody else do whatever <laughs> you know so we had a couple friends that two of them that played football for uh you know played college football so they were there and then there were just some huge dudes other huge dudes there and they had them in the VIP uh, room, form a line, just like a chain line right there. And they were like, all right, nobody gets past, you know. And uh, they, you know, it was funny because girls would do anything to get in the VIP room. Dude, I remember just being walking <laughs> around and then I see one girl pulling down one of those bouncers zipper and starts just going down on his junk. And I mean, I she, gotta do, she yeah. just wanted to go in there. And was doing whatever he had to do to go. As he long as like, she's consenting, we're all for it, right? Hey, no, man. We were just like, hey, dude, stop, stop, stop. And then he's like getting his radio. Hey, somebody come get this girl off me. <laughs> we were just laughing. I mean, we had some crazy stories, man. It was just, uh, you know, some of them, you just can't say it out no more, you know? So it was, but that was just some of the crazy stuff that I saw. And then some of the, you know, it was. Was Diddy wearing like a fur coat? Did he have some sort of like I, I always feel like he's always wearing that like white fur coat from that music uh, video. I didn't see it then. I, I think it was right around the times like um it was like about I want to say two thousand and four or five around Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Yeah, around that time. So dude, it was just like who knows, man. It was it was just so crazy that the club the club held like about two thousand people. And it was like about three to four thousand people trying to get in, you know, because mm -hmm. that was a place to be that night. And it was just crazy, man. It was. Let's just say that when we had those there, we were like, "Oh, dude, I'm so glad this is over," because it would be, it would be fights. You had the guys that are trying to be like, "Oh, I'm somebody big too," you know, blah blah blah. And then they would be like, trying to buy bottles in the club and then trying to say one to somebody and if somebody didn't accept it they were like oh we're offended so then they started fighting and stuff uh, like that so it was just dumb man we were just we would always tell the dj don't first don't play 
ludicrous move, bitch, get out the way, because that will start a fight. They like you know That's like you start, there were some hip hop songs that were like don't play this because there will be a fight, and then there were some DJs that didn't, didn't care. They would just play whatever they wanted, and boom, there we go, fights. All you hear is I need security over here. By that time, I was working the door, so I didn't have to do the. I didn't have to go most of the time, so I was good at that time. It was so, fun. Like, I, I, it, how late do you stay as about? Like, wait, would, would you just stay and then do you help out too? I help clean oh, up, yeah. or are you just out after? Oh no, man, we had a we had a stuff to do, so you know we would have to be there like about an hour and a half before the club would open to set up and everything, and then um we would. Probably we didn't get out of there till like three a.m. Like the clubs were uh, closed at two, get out to three a.m. and you know, so you're getting home like three thirty to four, and you know, it's it's a it's a tough lifestyle because you know you're partying a lot and stuff like that, and then you're going to work late, getting up late. Oh, gotta go to work again. Uh-huh. So the days just go by so fast. That was like one year. I think we were partying like seven days out of the whole week. Every fucking day. Seven days, dude. It was like, so Mondays, we would go to Sam's Boat for, uh, they had, they used to have like cheap wings and pitchers of beer. So we would go there, Monday night football, go eat, drink, eat, whatever, get drunk. Tuesdays, we would go to like, I think Roxy for industry night. (laughs) So we'd go there for cheap nights, you know, cheap drinks and everything. Wednesday, we had work. Thursdays, we would go hang out at any club. Fridays, we would be at work. Saturdays, we'd be at work. Sundays, we would do day somewhere and we never, oh man, it was just crazy for like a whole year. So it was crazy. That's like, I guess my 22nd, when I was 22, all a blur. Just, that was one, it was like a day, basically. Yeah, it was like, oop. It was a one-day-long year. Yeah, so it was crazy like that, man. But it was fun. That was just like my 20s, early 20s and stuff. And then once I got to um, like mid-20s, that's when I started getting into radio and stuff. So Okay. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of getting into of, of like radio and everything, one thing that we've been kind of doing as a morning show is this crawfish streak. Now, a couple oh, yeah. of years ago – I became the cow. I anointed myself the cow that's going to crawfish. And since nobody had ever said what the longest consecutive crawfish eating streak was, I just started one. I went 22 consecutive I, I think you weeks. Hold the record now, right? 22 weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are right now on week 17, about to be 18. I'm going to get my crawfish tonight before we okay. do this. And actually, we have our co host on the Rod Ryan show, Tessa Barrera. Oh. Well, we have her just, just join us to talk about this for just a second. I think she's. She's trying to join the chat. Uh, yeah, there she oh, is. Look there it is. Oh, oh my God, I'm scared. Well, look who it is. Look who it is. She's connecting to audio right now. If she could just hurry the fuck up. We Actually, hear that's maybe. better, man, that we can't hear her. It's probably She's the best. Connecting to audio, connecting to audio, connecting to audio. Connecting. Hope the audio work. Did not connect to audio. Tessa did Good. not connect Thank to audio. Thank you, baby Jesus. Wow, Tessa. She's just looking at us like an idiot right now. She's yeah. connecting to audio. Oh, okay. There we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's. Uh, hey, Tessa. Whatever. Do you guys miss me? No. Why not? Because. Well, I'm going to see don't. you tomorrow, and I can't wait. I guess. Yeah. All right. So, Tessa, we were talking, we were just talking about the crawfish streak. So, you are 
you're hopping on board the Cal Ripken of crawfish with his streak. We are, I, I don't know if you've had your 18th week yet already. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. having mine tonight. So okay. we're going on 18, right? So we're all doing this crawfish challenge. That's right. Including I mean, we're not going to let a pandemic like get in the way of deliciousness. Um, I have been trying to mix it up, but usually I just go BB. So now it's just like before I was like, I'm going to try a bunch of different things. And now I'm just like, let me stick. We're just eating the crawfish once a week. And BB's is so good, so. All right. Well, that's yeah, they Tessa. Been, they may have some good ones. Thanks for joining us, Tessa. Thanks for having me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we really decided to bring her on so we could hang up on her. That's really the, yeah. what and I were talking about before. I was like, we're just going to call her for a second, bait her in with the crawfish thing, which is actually happening. It is happening. Yeah. But, like, I, I just wanted to hang up on Tessa. Really. She always steals our shine anyway, so that's why, She's you know. She's mean to us. She's yeah. very rude. I don't know if you saw our Instagram post earlier from Friday where she just was rude to us and we posted it. So she's yeah. exposed. We had to expose her. Right. She, you know, tomorrow she's probably going to hit us upside the head for that. You know, like why y'all hang up? She's on very me? violent towards us yeah. a lot of times, but you know what? Here we are just pers- persevering. Right. No, but we're not going to let her keep us down, man. No, we're not. Let me ask you something, Alex. All right. So, like how many podcasts you got like over 300 episodes, right? Uh, this podcast. is 348 that we're recording right now. All right. So when did you decide you wanted to start a podcast and how did it come about? Because, know, you know, everybody nowadays is like, man, I'm going to start a podcast. And, you know, there's no right way or right or wrong way to do a podcast, basically. But, I mean, it's hard to stay consistent, you know, doing podcasts. Yeah. Um, well, like I, I was working on the AM side of the radio. I was working on sports talk 790 and I was running rockets and Astros games. And I ran an outdoor show called the Doug Pike show on week, uh, weekend mornings on Saturdays and Sundays. And then there was a point where I was doing Adam Clayton's night show. He would do while that was on. And I got to be his producer and he kind of let me like talk on air with him a lot. And then, uh, I, I don't know. I just wanted to be on air. I wanted, I've, I've always wanted to be on air since I got into radio. Cause like I always listened to sports talk. I always was really into sports and was like, that's yeah. kind of what I would like to do. Rod Ryan kind of made me want to go into radio cause I used to listen to him and I was like, he's got an awesome job. That would be tight. And then I kind of focused in on sports radio cause I thought that was more in my wheelhouse. And I just couldn't get any airtime. I would like, I would talk to like program directors like, Hey man, like if I just did this, like I'll do the show for free. I just, can I have like one hour hard, on Saturdays? And I understand why they were like, no, we have no idea what, how, how you sound. Like, why would we do yeah. that? It was like, I just couldn't get anything. And then I, uh, I was listening to Jay Moore on something and Jay Moore, the comedian, he used to have his own talk, his own sports talk show. And I was like, that's cool. Like he can do that. And he would always promote his podcast. And I was just like, I don't know, maybe like, he said something along the lines like, just go fucking do it. Like, if you want to do something, just go fucking do it. And I was like, okay, like, maybe nobody's going to listen to it. But if I can, like, like in radio, you need a demo tape. And I, I, you don't really get a demo tape if you haven't been on air on it in any capacity, really. And so I wanted to have my own thing where I could spin it the way I wanted to. And I used to play Xbox. or I still play Xbox a lot, but I used to play Grand Theft Auto with my friend Curtis. And we would just talk shit. And, like, we were just dicks to each other. And I was like, we should record this. This would be funny. And then we kind of figured out, like, we got to be talking about specific things. We got to be able to fill an hour. We got to do this. Yeah. So that's kind of how Pass the Gravy came along. And it was just like, that way, I, I have PassTheGravyPod.com. If they're, like, on a resume, I can be like, well, actually, here's this many hours of me talking. And, yes, I curse when I do that, but I can also censor it for radio because yeah. I, know how to, I know how to act on a mic. I've only cursed once on air. Same here. I've been I, on the I've cursed show. a couple times, but luckily for technology, we're able to <laughs> drop it. <laughs> 
Yeah, we do have that dump button. We do have that dump button. But yeah, the consistency part is the hardest part. Like that's kind of why Curtis was no longer with us after a little bit. He just was working too much. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I, he's got to make that money. We just our, our schedules just didn't match up. And then we had like John moved to Austin, and we had a couple of guys we've lost like via that. But I don't know. It's it's just always been like my like. I, I look forward to it every week because it's kind of like I love the Rod Ryan show and it's awesome doing that. But like the Pastor Gravy is kind of like I can talk about gambling. I can talk about whatever the fuck I yeah. want to talk about. And like some of the stuff like I probably shouldn't talk about on radio. So it's like I enjoy getting to kind of just like and a lot of it like we turned it like not cool that we'll do here in a little bit. It's really where I just bitch about stuff that happened to me during the week. And it's like it's a little therapeutic to just get to go vent and go off on shit. Yeah, dude. And, you know, like the crazy thing about it is in radio, you have to stick like time because you got to play the commercials and everything. Mm -hmm. So you got to stick to like a time like, all right, you got to, you can't take forever to get your point across. You got to be like, all right, man, one thought, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it's, it's, it's radio is hard because first of all, my first time I got to speak on radio, I was like, uh, I sounded so dumb because <laughs> automatically I started thinking in my head, oh my God, all my friends are going to make fun of me if I sound dumb. Oh, yeah, I just know I sound dumb now. I just accepted it. Yeah, and that's the best thing I've ever did, too, because I was like, man, I don't care how people say I sound or whatever nowadays because when you start caring, you're going to be like, uh, 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 I love turtles. <laughs> yeah, and it just... You know? So I it's think, like... I think fear is a good thing. Like, people are always, like, I don't know. If, like, fear is a good motivator for me in a lot of ways where, yeah. like, my fear of stuff makes me kind of want to do things that like it's like i'm a, like I, I was afraid of hearing my own voice but like i work on our show after the show i have to edit all the audio so i hear my voice all the fucking time so it's like if i'm gonna I, I if i'm gonna hate my voice i gotta get over it because i'm gonna be dealing with it too much the funny thing is like in radio man we are our own worst uh, critics you know? oh yeah oh yeah because I'm like, well i think oh, i think good people are i'm not saying i'm good but like I, the people that i've that i believe are good like those are their own biggest critics like rod yeah. is the biggest critic of himself and rod is awesome at radio and like it's it's the people that are like dude that sounded dope like i was awesome and you're like that yeah, wasn't really that great like those people are the ones where you're just like ah, i don't know about that Dude, it's like it's funny because when i was doing uh i, I was feeling in at the hip-hop station when g-man would be uh, out and we were doing like a mix show and i would be like yeah you know Blah, 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 blah. All right, let's get back into the mix. Because I was like, I don't know what to say, so I don't want to say nothing stupid. So I was like, let's keep it short and sweet. <laughs> Boom. And then you have like a radio legend that worked at Magic 102. You know, they got that smooth voice like, hey, buddy, yeah. <laughs> you Dude, know I guy. hate people that have awesome radio voices. I'm so Dude, jealous of and, it. And they're natural. Then They're not making it up or anything. They just got the voice. He would come in and he would just came in and let me – be like let me shake your hand man that was a badass radio break you just i was just like thank you <laughs> you know because right. i'm like i thought it sounded crappy because there was no thought about it he was just like all right man you know blah 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 call us right now tell us what song you want to hear we'll try to throw it in the mix for you right now let's get back in the mix with gt the only dj that gives a jam right here on 97.9 bloom you know and that was it so i was just like man I sound so whack, so basic. I can do, uh, you know? And it's like, they come in, they're like, man, that was a badass break, man. It was clean, <laughs> smooth. You didn't stumble. You know, you didn't do nothing. And you, you, you know, so it's like, I was like, okay. You know, my old PD, man, Terry Thomas, she, she used to say, like, she used to be like, okay, 
she was a good coach, man, because she she was good. She was she well, she still is. She would be like, think of a break as a sandwich. Okay, you know, I like sandwiches. I, I ate Big that sandwich guy. already. And she's like, she's like, no, just think about it as a sandwich. Your first layer of bread is you opening up the mic, like saying, "Hey, what's up, everyone?" You know, blah 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 blah. Your your lettuce, your meat, your tomato, bacon, whatever. That's what you're talking about during your break. So it'll be like, "Hey, y'all, man, thank you for listening to us." You know, like let, let's just say. Hey, 94.5 The Buzz, that's the first layer of bread right there. Right. It's Alex Chile, you know, right here. Then your meat and all that stuff is whatever your thought is going to be like. Hey, that was the latest song by Blue October, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Blue October's got a movie coming out. Make sure you get all the details on thebuzz.com. That's your meat and all that stuff. Now let's get back into the music. Here is our boys, our friends. Uh, uh, hold on Hollywood, you know, with their latest song, Chase. Boom. Right. Closer. That's the other side of Brave. So that's kind of, like when she broke it down to me, I was like, oh, that's right. You know what I mean? It does sense. simplify it a bunch. Yeah. She basically said, okay, look here, idiot. We're going to put it down to your level. <laughs> and she did it and I understood it. So every time I would do a break, I would always start out with the radio station first, the uh -huh. song that we just finished playing, and then, all right, make sure. Like you'll be like, hey, did y'all check out the Insta the Instagram Thursday? It's up on at thebuzz.com right now. Make sure y'all go check it out and let me know what you think of her. Right now, we're getting back into this song. Here yeah. on 945 the Buzz. Blim. That's it. And I was just like, okay. So ever since then, when she said that, I kind of like that's how I would practice my breaks and everything. So it kind of helped me out because before I was like, try to make a joke, try to do this. <laughs> Yeah, you and everywhere. you get too formulaic, so it's like the yeah. same thing over and over again. But that goes back to like it's good to have somebody that's that's willing to mentor you that knows what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, man, and I don't. I mean, dude, that I, I sound rough. I, <laughs> I, I still to this day, I still think by myself doing a radio show, I get nervous. But if I have somebody in there to bounce back and forth, I'm good. That's how I am with like podcast. Like I've done, yeah. I think I've done one podcast ever by myself. And that was a pass the gravy bro, big, big brother recap. And that was cause Emma fell asleep and like my co my other guy that does the co-hosting couldn't do it that night. And I was like, fuck it. I just got to ram ramble through it and did yeah. like 30 minutes. I was recapping a TV show, but like, I think like people like Bill Burr that does like a podcast by himself every single week for over an hour. Like that is skill to me that you can just be talking and talking. A lot of it is just BSing, man, but you gotta be a good, BSing. you gotta be good about it. Cause a lot of people don't want to listen to just nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's real easy for people to start ranting about different stuff. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause if you're gonna be like, Oh yeah. What about this? Oh yeah. Yeah. What about that? You know? And you're just like, you list people got a short span, you know, mm -hmm. they, if they like, oh, I don't know, let me go to the next podcast or something like that, you know? So you got to keep them entertained. And that's why I'm like, man, 346, that's pretty pretty rough, man. Because when I was doing the podcast with Paul Wall, man, we yeah, were you like, did do one with, with your buddy Paul Wall. The yeah. Chili and the Champ Show. Yeah. When we did that, we would do, we discovered, we're like, all right, let's do like about 45 to an hour. That's it. You don't want to go over that. We were just talking, you know? And, but we would just talk about everything. You would just. For us, that's kind of what we do, yeah. Yeah, just shooting the shit, basically. That's how it was. And then our schedules just started, like, I started working on the uh, on Rod Ryan show, and I got busy. And then, you know, he was doing this, and then our schedules, in, so we just kind of had to, like, hey, man, we got to do what we got to do, you know. 
That is so, the hard part about that stuff. Like that's yeah. kind of like, like I said, with like Curtis, when we first started the podcast, it just didn't work out. Cause our schedules just kind of got mixed and matched and like, you just got to figure like, cause to me, like I, I, as somebody that does listen to podcasts, I expect him to come out on like the same days. Like I get excited when I know like, yeah. it comes out on Monday. And so like, for me, I'm like, I want people to have a, like a time in their head where like Pastor Gravy's every Wednesday, Pastor Gravy's going to come out late or my, it's my Thursday podcast. I'll listen to. And like now with the quarantine, okay. Monday mornings. I know on my way to work, I can tune in to Pastor Gravy's quarantine episode. Yeah. And that's what's crazy. Like you said, man, listeners, like podcast people, want to like if you tell them, hey, the podcast is going to be up Monday, you better be up Monday. Well, yeah, on the Rod Ryan show, like we do the, yeah. the podcast of, of the replay of the show every single day. And I believe me, if I don't have it up by 1030, people are like, dude, where's the replay? Where's yeah. the podcast, man? Where's the podcast? I'm like, I promise I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And it's like, I, I love it. I love that people like, are planning on listening to it. Like, that makes you feel good. They'd be like, yeah. dude, where is it? I was like, I'm putting it up. I'm putting it up. Hang on. Hang tight. Yeah. Sometimes we Hold call on, into meetings. Dude, Sometimes other stuff happens. <laughs> but I don't ever think they're being dicks. I always am just like, no, I'm, just, I'm working on it, man. It's just part of the routines, man. Yeah. And Everybody I get like, cause sometimes routine. when that fucks up your routine, you're like, uh, no, what's up? Yeah. That's, that's why people don't, like, it's funny because, you know, I see a lot of people, like, I feel like podcasts are what mixtapes in the hip-hop industry are now. <laughs> Everyone got a mixtape, you know? Yeah, everybody does a podcast, especially in this quarantine where everybody's been just kind of stuck at home. People get bored and do it. Like, it is good. I think that everybody should, like, we always talk about, like, this is America. Everybody has a voice. But then, like, yeah. there's people that will exercise it for a little bit sometimes, and then they just kind of get bored with it. And it's like, no, if you want to exercise your voice, exercise your voice. Yeah. I mean, whether or not there's scheduling conflicts or anything, like obviously like with your situation and like a lot of situations, you just, the schedules might not mix up, but it's like, you gotta, I I don't know. This makes it easier because it's like a video, you know? Yeah. And I think Zoom has really helped everything. It's whenever you have to go to one place and getting the people in in one place, you know, man, man. And every time. But nothing sounds as good to me as everybody being in the same area. Oh yeah. Plus, you know, podcasts, it's just, it's just fun, man. They're fun. and. I'm just like, man, everybody has one. And I'm like, man, if I have to start a podcast, I have to start from episode one again. And, you know, plus then scheduling. Like, another thing is trying to schedule like a guest. You know, yeah. you got to work with their schedule and, you know. That's why I don't other- typically do too many, like, when there's not, like, a fucking global pandemic. Because yeah. just, like, it, like, that was one of the things I was like, if I'm going to give extra content, I'd rather have, like, a guest on. Because now yeah. people are more free than they've ever been because they're at home all the time oh, yeah. so it's like you can probably like dusty Rhodes, who we just had on uh comedian dusty Rhodes last week it was like i had been trying to get her on for a couple of months and okay. just she she runs this open mic in in uh, rudyard's in montrose and it was like she just she was always very busy she's a teacher so she was doing all that kind of stuff and it was just like it didn't add, it, it never just we, we couldn't match our schedules up but then when the, this whole thing happened I was like, hey dusty are you still doing all this stuff you think you got some time for me and she's like oh absolutely let's do it like let's get that but that was a blonde lady you had on, right? Uh, no, that was Ivory Hacker. Uh, Dusty oh. was last week, a curly hair. Okay. Because I was lady. like, man, dude, so comedy. Comedy. Yeah. I tried a little bit of comedy when I was not employed at the time. Let's just, dude, that's hard, man. Comedy is difficult. Well, because it's anything. It's literally anything, but you've got to be able to carry on a conversation and you've got to be able to make it appealing to people. And a lot of people like, 
is the, as, as weird as it, like, there's a lot of people don't know how to tell stories. A lot of people don't know how to That's carry conversations and you have to be able to carry conversations on your own. It's like I was saying about how hard it is to do a podcast by yourself. Like standing up on stage, like you are making every piece of content at that point in time. Like, there's and, no and if you get nervous, it's the worst. Like I, okay. So I did, I was going at the improv for open mic, uh-huh. you know, uh, shout out to Ali Sadiq, comedian from Houston. I love Ali Sadiq. He's been trying to get me to work with him since 2007 or eight. And he was like, dude, I can take you under my wing and you'll be like a comedian and everything. I'll help you. And my biggest fault, like, I was like, dude, I don't know how to write a joke, you know? Cause what I think is funny is like, no man, you, I can write a joke and then I'll give it to some comedian to edit it. Uh-huh. Dude, it'd probably be like, dude, you only got one word in here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because everything else is like unnecessary, you know? Right. So that's why, I mean, I was like, man, I don't know how to write a joke, man. I just don't know. He's like, but you're a naturally funny guy. That's what he would tell me. And I'd be like, yeah, but I, I just kept like, yeah, man, yeah, you know, right now I'm busy. I kept putting them off and putting them off. Finally, you know, and I knew he was always trying to help me. And then I just didn't believe in myself about it. So then I was like, man, you know what? Let me go sh- try this. And I went to the improv, dude, and they were like, they were like, all right, we'll put you on main stage. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. I was like, I can't even do five minutes. You know, put me like with a, you know, because they have like uh, open Will they give you for- three? No, but they, they put you like, you know, where the bar area is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have it for like the people that want to try the jokes and whatever. And then, and then if you're good enough, they'll be like, all right, we'll ask you to put you in in the main stage. But they were like, oh, we'll put you on there. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's start yeah. small here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just kind of like hey, baby steps here, you know. And then um, I had another comedian try to help me out, um, you know. And then I was just like, man. So he would be like, all right, come over to my place, and then we'll just shoot some stuff here and there. But it's just hard coming out with the material, man. Just- yeah, and it's it's crazy how uh, just like like some people use every th- everyday things that they see. Some people like Dusty last last week was talking about how she just uses teaching and like, she doesn't really watch TV too much, so she just uses her teaching and like other things that she just comes across. And like I, I think it's interesting because everybody's got a different perspective on the world, you know. And especially Ali, Ali's been to to fucking prison. Ali's got all those awesome stories that like like I saw him on uh, This Is Not Happening, the uh, Ari Shafir show on Comedy Central, and I was like, fuck, that guy's from Houston. I had no yeah. idea. And, like, I've been dude, a huge own, fan of Ali since then. Man, he's had his own comedy special um, mm-hmm. by himself and everything. Dude, he's got a joke that it's funny because he would always tell me Mexicans got on boots. Mexicans knocking like, boots, yeah. And I'll be like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, dude, just go listen to this joke, dude. And then, dude, the whole... That was the joke he told that, like, I got hooked on him for. Yeah. It, and it's funny because it's like Mexicans got on boots. And he, the whole story, dude, he, you're so entertained by it. And in the end, you're like, what the fuck? Just go Google Ali Sadiq, Mexicans yeah. boots and yeah. on YouTube. And I guarantee you that'll pop up and you'll thank us later. That's a oh, fucking dude, he, hilarious joke. Dude, like he was funny. And then, story, dude, not know, just a joke. And then like, you know, one, like, you know, I like, I like Corey Holcomb because he's so down to earth. Like I, 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 I sent him a direct message on Twitter and I said, yo, you know, I'm thinking about doing this and that. What do you recommend? And he replied back. You know, he's like, oh, what's up, Chile? You know, he's like, how's H-Town? I was like, man, it's good. You know, I'm thinking about doing a little comedy. What do you, well, you got any advice for me? And he was like, be truthful. He's like, be truthful. The truth, you know. I was like, oh, crap. I said, like, what do I got to say here? And stuff. And, dude, it was just like, yeah. 
But when I did one, I, I remember like the joke I did. It was just funny. It was stupid. In my mind, it was funny. <laughs> How did it go though? Did you get any laughs? Uh, I don't know. Cause you know, when like, when everybody's, everybody is listening to you, they all think everybody in that room right there thinks they're the funniest person in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So whenever you say something, they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> they don't give you anything. Yeah. They don't, they don't give you the props, you know? So it was around the time everybody was doing the gender reveals. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was like, I just Fuck went in there. Out. I was like, man, people are getting out of hand with this damn gender reveals, man. Like the other day I saw in the backwoods of Louisiana, I see this dude with an alligator trying to open the alligator's mouth and throw a balloon in there. So when it would <laughs> pop, you would see if it was pink or blue, you know, I'm like, I'm about 300 pounds. I'm not the fastest dude ever, you know? <laughs> this dude was bigger than 300 pounds. Trying the alligator to... would fuck you up. Yeah, if that, elevator, if that alligator decides to go at you, you're going to be a nice meal for him. And then, and then, especially when you're going down on a knee, you know? And I said that, and then once I... My, my, my mistake is I was looking at people's eyes, at their faces, and then they were just kind of like tuning out and stuff, and then nah. I was like... Ah, uh, yeah, this joke kind of sucked. Let me get out of it, you know, whatever. And then I just ended up bombing. <laughs> dude, we should definitely go try that again, though. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Dude, it, I think it's funny, dude. Like, there's so many jokes out there that it's funny. And, you know, but it's just it's just hard. Dude, like, I've hosted. But you got to do it a lot. You got to be consistent about yeah. it. Because unless yeah. you keep doing the repetitions, like, you're not going to get better at it. And you got to do it in front of one. people. Because like, you can but do see, comedy in front of a mirror, but you got to do it in front of other people that yeah. aren't your friends. To yeah. kind of feel like if other people are going to get it. And that's the funny thing is like when you said everybody thinks you're funny. Yeah, that's your family and friends. Yeah, they like you. Yeah, everybody <laughs> I else. I don't know you. Yeah, I got to think, think you're funny. funny when I don't know you. Yeah, dude. And I've seen like, dude, I <laughs> ever since then, I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. man. This ain't for me. <laughs> that's but cool just, that you tried it. And it's a scary thing. But like, oh, it's cool that you put yourself out there. Dude, like, even, even like, the uh, comedians, they've even said, man, oh, I bombed so bad, so bad, dude. You're always going to bomb. You're always going to bomb, yeah, he's no like, dude, who you are. He said, that's part of it. It builds you, kind of helps you and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm not good with this, man. I'm like, yeah, let me just go back to do what I got to do, man. <laughs> but it's just funny, dude. Like, it's just, you just got to be dedicated to it, man. Like, the 100%. podcast, you got to be dedicated to it. And that's the thing. It's like if you get easily discouraged, comedy, podcasting, all that, it's not for you, man. You better you better have tough skin and get ready to go. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And it's like to me, I don't know. I always think that like with the podcast, like I'm producing content. I always joke about like, no, I'm making, I'm, I'm making content. I'm making content, making content. And it's like I do the, the race wars just because I'm like, that's all I got in this business right now. It's just yeah. like what can you look me up and find? Like, cause we, it, like, it's like what you're saying, like if when people stop caring, like then you just fade yeah. away into oblivion, you know? And like, it's like, all right, I've got these race wars where we don't have any sports. You, you can watch me race hot wheels. I'm going to try and do a podcast two times a week now. So now you got yeah. these two things you can check me out on. I'm on the morning show. So like, that's just like, my idea is just to get my name out there as many possible times as I can. See, you're, whether you're it's doing me it being right, a narcissist though. or not. Like, yeah. I don't know. It probably is. It is being narcissistic. Cause I'm like, just listen to me. Not because if you think about it, you're striking while the iron's hot, man. You know, like they say that it's like you're on a morning show, then you got your podcast, so you're doing a lot of stuff while you're hot right now. You know, you got to do it so that way, whenever something happens, you can always fall back on whatever. You know, it's a lot of people that think just because I was guilty of this, 
I got uh, I got complacent. I was like, oh man, I'm on the number one afternoon show. What do I got to do now? You know? Yeah, I made it. You, you get complacent, man, and then you know, you miss out on all the other opportunities. Like when Ali was reaching out to me, hey man, I think you should do comedy and all the stuff, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like that, and then you know, when everything's taken underneath, you don't have nothing to fall back on. Yeah. When I got let go from from the hip hop station, I was like. Uh, <laughs> I wasted my money on stupid stuff. Uh, oh, I'm bad at that for here. sure. I'm bad at wasting you know? my money on dumb shit. But you know, it's 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 trial and error, man. Like I've had so many people that were the age that I am now. When I was younger, they would be like, "Hey, dude, you know this ain't forever. Save your money, invest it wisely, because you know once radio's over, it's over." And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, you keep putting it on. But until you live it, right? like, oh, that's what they were talking uh, about. So that's why, like, it's it's difficult, man. And, you know, I was partying a lot, man. Like, you know, what, when I was working on the hip-hop station, man, most of my broadcasts were at a strip club, you know? Right. So I would be broadcasting live from a strip club, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I'm getting paid to go to a strip club. You know, so like stuff like that. And then you can easily get caught up in that lifestyle and stuff. Oh, a hundred percent. I was known like as the strip club king for like about two, three years, man. And you know, like on social media, I would post a picture of a, of a girl dancing on a pole. I'd be like, Hey, I'm live here right now. Boom, boom, boom. Somebody would always report my pictures on Instagram. (laughs) And that's why I kind of like gotten away from social media because it's like, yeah, you're trying to promote, but then, you know, somebody will always either get offended and stuff like that. So People love being offended. And, dude, and then it got to the point to where I was just like, man, let me just start. I was just posting stuff that I thought was funny. I think it's funny. It's going on my first. But then you kind of got to start like, oh, you got to censure yourself, you know, a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. And, then, and I was the type of guy that, oh, that's funny. It's going up. Oh, that's funny. I mean, yeah, you don't think about it. And then you start reading the comments and you're like, I used to pick fights like like you know people would say common I would be like yeah. I would go going back and forth I used to like that but then I was just like man it's such a waste of time I still like to do it sometimes sometimes it's fun sometimes it's fun don't get me wrong every now and then you just gotta will, you somebody says something really dumb you're like all right we gotta cut you out on that something will they'll hit you up you know and like before that would be something to where I'd be like hey, you know, we're having a charity event here doing this and doing that, and there would be somebody that would say on there, oh, that's funny. You weren't looking so charitable last night at the strip club doing this and doing that and that. And then I would be like, this mother... You're trying to do something good, but somebody's always got to bring you down. Yeah. So I was, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, um, appreciate your comment, but uh, yeah, I'm human, whatever, but Instead of trying to like bring me down, why don't you try to do something about it and help this uh, great thing that I got going on, a charity thing? Why don't you come and help instead of trying to do the, uh, man, you never hear nothing from Why me. don't you hustle as much as you hate? Yeah, and it's, it's stuff like that. But then, like I said, man, I got tired of just, it, it's energy wasted, dude. It's, it, and then I would just be like, man, when you let them know, when you reply to them, it's like, oh, I got them. I got them. You give them that pleasure. Oh, yeah. You got to, like, pretend like you didn't see it. Dude, I, I don't, man. They're, like, now I look at something and I'll be like, eh, no. Nah. 
Now I'm not going to go at it. Not going to go at it. <laughs> not going to go at it. So it's just fun, man. Like sometimes you would, I would be bored. I would just do that. But now it's like, nah, man. <laughs> chill on that. Well, um, do you want to do some segments with us, man? We do, uh, we're going to do what would Jesus do? Not cool. And answers. If you're down to, to get a little weird with us. Let's do it. All right. Uh, before we do that, this with, uh, what would Jesus segment is brought to you by our good friends at Southern Star Brewing Company. I'm drinking a strawberry bombshell. The strawberry. Mm. The strawberry. My favorite of the Southern Star beers. They are doing beer to go. I know that uh, times are tough right now, but hey, we want to support local and Southern Star is as local as it fucking gets. They have beer to go and you can go pick it up on Thursdays from noon to 6, Fridays and Saturdays from noon to 7 p.m. and then Sundays from noon to 6 p.m. as well. And then their outdoor bar is open Friday and Saturday at the same hours that their beer to go is available. Thursdays, noon to six, Fridays and Saturdays, noon to seven, and Sundays, noon to 6 p.m. They're up at 3525 North Fraser Street up in Conroe. You can also get Southern Star at like Specs, Total Wine, and more, Goody Goody, any liquor store really. I know H-E-B and Randall's and Kroger, I've seen them there too. So just most of your grocery stores, you can go there. But if you want to go to the brewery, it's an awesome brewery. You're going to have a great time. They're being very sanitary there, only serving you in the one-time use cups. They're, they're being very smart, one person at the bar at a time. And uh, I like what they're doing up there at Southern Star Brewing Company. And also, it is an election year, and it's more important to vote now than it's ever been before. So head over to bombshell2020.com because you want to decide, do you want the red bombshell blonde can or the blue bombshell blonde can? Right Ooh, now, I'm looking at the on. red. I'm thinking I'm team red. I was team blue last time. Right now, I'm team red. Bombshell 2020, and you can place your vote for what color you think the bombshell blonde can should be. Do they have a keg of that strawberry for sale? Uh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they I need, do. I need a keg, dude. That's dude. what I'm like. Yeah, they gave me so many when they were about to like do away with it for a little bit. And then we just bitched on the podcast, so they brought it back. <laughs> and they were like, well, hey, all right, you guys complained enough. Like, here, we're putting strawberry blonde. We heard your voice. I was like, it's not just a summer beer. It should be an all-year-round beer. I want it now. Dude, yeah, that, like, you know, because, like. It's so good. They should be because if they're good, they're good, man. I've tried that one and I liked it. I was, I'm not the guy that'll drink like, um, like flavor beer or anything like that. I'm just like straight up beer. And that's kind of how I was too. And then this is like, it's perfect. It's a perfect mix. Yeah. yeah. And then, dude, when I tried that one, I was like, wait a minute, this ain't that bad. And then when we tried it when we were at Tesla's place, and dude, I, I don't remember how many I drank, but they were good. That's the thing about Southern Star. Like, Southern Star was already my favorite brewery beforehand. I love, like, Bombshell Blonde was my favorite beer of all time yeah, before they sponsored one. the podcast. And yeah. then they did sponsor the podcast, and then they created the Strawberry Bombshell Blonde. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, this is my new favorite. And so yeah. I just, every time I meet anybody, like Chili was saying, Alex was like, try this fucking new beer. Like, I'm like, hey, have you tried the Strawberry Bombshell Blonde? I push it on everybody. And they're like, all right, dude, is this another new fucking beer? And I'm like, just try it. I promise you're going to like it. They always like it's it. good, it's good, man. It's dope. It's yeah. dope. Southern Star Brewing Company, though, the official beer sponsor of Past the Great Podcast and this What Would Jesus Do segment. Now, Chili. Okay. What would Jesus do? You remember those bracelets everybody had yeah. at one point? So my friend was telling me, like, wait, wait, was, wait, wait. Okay. Is it Jesus or Jesus? Because you know my my Ooh. compadre Jesus down the street. So I think it's Jesus. I think oh, like it's Jesus. The the one up in the man upstairs. Oh, okay. That guy. Because I was about to say, if it was my, my homeboy, Jesus. You just call him over. Yeah, he would just be like, what would he do? I don't know. He'd be uh, at the strip club or he'd be drinking <laughs> beer. I don't even know what Jesus is doing. Yeah. 
So uh, I was at a bachelor party and I was throwing out, I was talking about something that happened there. And my friend was like, I wonder what Jesus would do in that situation. And I was like, that's a funny bit. I should do a segment on that. So try to save her. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if you guys have a situation that Jesus would find himself in, in like a modern day time, throw him in 2020. What would Jesus do in that situation? Hit us up. Use the hashtag PTGWWJD to at pass the gravy pod. I am at Alex J. Middleton. Chile, you're at the Chile, right? Yeah. T-H-E-C-H-I-L-E. Follow him on uh, on Twitter and on Instagram with, under that handle, and then go like his uh, his Facebook fan page too. But um, we hashtag PTGWWJD past the gravy pod on Twitter. That's how we find them. And uh, this is our little jingle from our boy Jingle Blake. He has put this one together. Jesus, Jesus, what would Jesus do? Jesus, Jesus, what would Jesus do? Put him in a situation in a matter of time. If you wrote this jingle, do you think he'd make it rhyme? So think about this crazy world in which we live today. And how would Jesus handle it in any given way? This week's What Would Jesus Do? ironically comes from our good buddy Jingle Blake Wonder. Blake says, what would Jesus do if he had to save the Earth from an incoming asteroid? How would he do it? So there's an asteroid coming and Jesus is like, all right, I got to take care of this bad boy. He would call Bruce Willis. We've seen Willis. that. Yeah, I was about to say, we've seen that happen. It's yeah. called Armageddon. Yeah, he would call Bruce Willis. Uh, actually, he would send down Michael Clark Duncan because he's already in heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he would mm-hmm. send him down to go recruit uh, Rockhound, <laughs> Ben, uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. Steven uh, Tyler's Bruce daughter. Willis. Yeah. She'd just and, be hanging out with Ben. Yeah, and they, and they would just redo that whole Armageddon. Yeah, so really, that's what they would do. Jesus, he's already sacrificed himself for mankind, so I feel like you yeah. can't double sacrifice yourself, you know? Double jeopardy, everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, but you, I think, yeah, he would end up having to just sacrifice Bruce Willis for the greater good. Yeah. Ben Affleck, let's go Ben Affleck. I like Bruce Willis. Well, remember, Ben Affleck was going to do it because he pulled the short straw, but then uh, Bruce Willis yeah. is like, sure no, right. take care of my daughter and give this guy a hey, patch. As long as I don't have to pay taxes for the rest of the- I feel like I would volunteer so I wouldn't have to pay taxes. Yeah, that's a good point. I already paid my taxes just every four years, right? (laughs) The white horse. Got to sleep in the white horse. White house. (laughs) So I think think Jesus would ultimately have to sacrifice Bruce Willis for the greater good of the world. Yeah. I think he would just kind of be like, oh, look, I don't have time for this. I'm dealing with the coronavirus. He would just kind of like. Bruce, this is on you, bud. Yeah, his hand would just kind of come in and he would just kind of like block it like Matumbo. He'd be like, oh, he it. okay. That's <laughs> I kind of feel like he would do. <laughs> okay. I mean, both of those are very possible. I could see either of them happening, really. But that was our What Would Jesus Do segment. Use the hashtag PTGWWJD at PassGrayPod. Hit us up and your question could be the next one. We've had a lot of people not like the podcast doing that. That oh wow really upset a lot of people and I was like look we're just having fun we're just having fun I don't I don't really like want to be too into the religion stuff like I don't want to get too crazy about it we're just making yeah. jokes I think Jesus is a funny guy he probably ha- he probably has some laughs hey, yeah there wouldn't be any comedy if he wasn't if he didn't like fun exactly you know exactly think about that uh, our next Thanks segment. <laughs> Our next segment is called Not Cool and Chili. This is the one I talked about where I just vented. Uh, I just wanted to find, like, originally we were trying to find a way to fill an hour, and I was not good at it. But I was like, if I just can vent and bitch about something that's happened to me. Now, you can get stabbed. You can get, just you stub your toe. 
Like you can get in a car wreck. Like all of that could be a not cool. It could be anything. Just it's got to be something okay. that makes you be like, that's not cool. That happened. And uh, this is our intro for the not cool segment. Not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Dude, that's not, not, cool. not cool, man. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Dude, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. I'll go first. So right. if you want to start marinating, thinking about what you're not cool is, but mine is, uh, it's not really like anything crazy. It's just not having hot water or running out of hot water. Whenever you're in the shower and then you see that like hot water start going down, you go, oh, no, oh no, oh no. And like, that's the worst. That's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny because I'll back door that was saying, you know, what's not cool. The fact that my, uh, I was, I woke up early to go to work. And I turned our shower on and there was not hot water. And I thought that my water heater was going out. So I went, I went into the garage and then I was like, let me turn it. Oh, it looks like it's not turned up. So I turned it all the way up and now it's so hot, but then I'm too lazy <laughs> to go and turn it back. It's too hot. <laughs> so there's like so no I, medium I, temperature now? No, nah, I moved it and I'm just too lazy to go and do it. So it just goes from like cold to like scalding hot. Yeah. So it's oh, like, no. like you turn it on and it's cold. And then I turn it all the way down to where the hot is. Uh-huh. And then once it starts getting warm, I turn it to where the cold is and it's still hot. Oh. But it's obviously it's, it's tolerable since I haven't moved it. <laughs> so that's, that's just it. Yeah, that is, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. That's funny. They're both kind of the same thing, but like, there's nothing worse than when you like, uh, like you wake up, especially like, like we're up early in the morning, but if you wake up and like the, sh- the hot water's out and you're like, damn it. And, like, you gotta like power through it. Anyways, like, I just gotta take a cold shower. Cause the first day that happened, it was cold. And I was like, Oh, now nah, I'm awake now. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I guess but that I does like, help. I'm like, I cannot go to work without taking a shower. That's just me. So I was like, shit. I was like, all right, let's tough it out. I mean, they're like. (laughs) (laughs) Those are way faster showers when there's cold water, though. Usually you take about a 10, 15-minute shower. This one was like about two and a half. Yeah. Just I got to get everything. That's it. Done. You got to watch behind your little peanuts and everything, man. (laughs) You got to get the essential areas. Right. But the cold definitely will wake you up if it's the first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just say that, that that's. Not a fun thing to do. That's not cool, man. It's not cool. Not, not cool. cool. That's cold. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good, I mean, it is cool, actually. It's just way yeah. too cool. It's like uh, outcast ice cold. All right, all right. Right. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the not cool segment. We got one last one we do, and it is it's called cool. our answers segment now uh let me tell you i gotta give you one answer beforehand and if you got a smelly home or a smelly car the answer you need is little m air fresheners they are the best air fresheners in the whole wide world and if you're one of the people that can still go out shopping right now go and check out littlemshop.com. that's little em shop.com all orders are 20 percent off until further notice we use the code homebody at checkout and as always there's free shipping when you spend ten dollars or more you get like five air fresheners you're gonna get free shipping why wouldn't you take up this uh-huh. offer if you're missing your friends let them know by sending them something from little m be like hey your house kind of stinks here you go here's some air fresheners <laughs> clean it up 
Uh, they have lots of low-priced items that are both fun and useful. They have air fresheners to freshen up not only your car, but any space you have. I know a lot of you guys have smelly homes and cars right now. Hand-painted journals to document this super crazy time that we're living in and prints to decorate your new home office. They also have stickers to give to your kids to shut them the fuck up. LittleMshop.com. That's LittleEMshop.com. When you use the code HOMEBODY at checkout, you're going to get 20% off of your order. That's the code HOMEBODY at checkout for 20% off your order when you go to LittleMshop.com, LittleEMshop.com, and free shipping on all orders of over $10 or more. Little M Air Fresheners, the best air fresheners in the entire world. And this week's sponsor of the Answers segment. We need to have one that does attaches to the tail of a dog because all my dogs are gassy as hell man oh that might i might tell them to start working on that yeah man, prototype that'll neutralize out. it neutralize that yeah it'd be natural yeah neutralizing it and um because i fart a lot <laughs> just hang it yeah put it like in the back pocket yeah. in your pants or something like yeah. that that wouldn't be a bad idea um okay this is the answer segment now when i was a young lad i was in miss miller's or Miss Miss Winter's third grade class, and I was I uh, I, I was told class there's no such thing as a stupid question. I raised my hand and was laughed at. And I can't remember what I asked, but I remember like, dude, one day when you're in charge, you're gonna say there's no such thing as a stupid question. You're gonna mean it. So if you got a high thought, you see something on a billboard, you just have a random thing coming through your mind, and you're like, I wonder what the guys at Pastor Gabe are gonna have to say. Shoot it on over to us. Use the pa- use the hashtag PTG Answers to at Pod on Twitter. And if you're not one of those Twitter types, you can email them in to us, answers at pastthegravypod.com. This, guys, is the answers segment. Well, if you just answered the question, why don't you just answer the question? Be honest. No big deal. Yeah, answer. Answer the question. Don't change the subject. Just answer the fucking question. Yep, yep, right. What's the answer? The question. Answers, 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 Any questions? Our first question this week comes from our good buddy, David Ruiz. He's up for the Rookie of the Year Award for past the game, but David Ruiz at David underscore Ruiz 90 on Twitter says, if someone, is li- if someone dies in a living room, is it still a living room? Oh. I think it is. Like, a dead room, like – because you do your living in the living room, you know? So you would have at least one point been living. Like, if you're the dead room, that'd be like in a morgue, you know? That's kind of... Where you put dead bodies in a dead yeah. room. But why would they call it a living room? Why do they call it a living room to begin with? Because you do all your living in it. That's your house, though. It's like, so instead of but you're just house, living and hanging out in that room. A living house? It could be. Yeah, I guess your bedroom would be your living room, too, because you're still living in it. Yeah. But as would, far as that, man, I don't know what you would call it. I'll just stay the hell away out of this living room. I think it would be the. I think it still would be a living room because it's already called a living room. Not so living room. Well, I I guess for that particular one maybe, but I think no, you just died in a living room. If you go to like the morgue, that's the dead room because that's just a room full of dead bodies. It's the ice box, fool, because it's cold. The ice box would be yeah, that where they have yeah they have the little like lockers. Yeah. The, the little freezers with the sliding Toe tags and stuff. There. Yeah, from CSI. You get yeah, it. I've seen you get it. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say it would still be a living room, but that's it, just really unfortunate you would die in a living room. It's a ironic. very scary living room. Yeah, very <laughs> scary what, living room. Maybe a haunted living room. Who knows? But what would you do? Like, where did he die, though? Did he lie... Like, did he die in a chair or the couch? Because yeah, have- you got to get rid of whatever it was, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you would have to get rid of the couch or the. That'd be animal. weird. That would be yeah. weird. It was just costing me money. I'd be like, man, go die outside in the front yeah, yard. Yeah, do it somewhere else. Do somewhere yeah, go else. do it in the front yard. You know, <laughs> how how inconsiderate of you to bring death into my house? Now I gotta get new furniture. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. It's like that's like furniture, a couch, two G's right there, automatically. I'm not, a, I'm not a millionaire. Yeah, it's not like we could be like Biggie and be like two G's. My accountant handles that. Yeah, you know? here you go. Yeah, no. Nah. All right, let's move along to our next one. We got Danielle Weston at Danny underscore Weston on Twitter. She says, what chips would you pick if you could only have one kind of chip for the rest of your life? Oh. I'm guessing she's going brand or like, because like it's got to be like tortilla chips or corn what, chips. What, or, she said chips. She didn't. Chips or chips? I'm going to so go brands. I'm, I'm going to go with Mexican restaurant style. Like the Tostitos Mexican restaurant style one with a little bit of lime on it? Not the brand. I'm just saying, like, chips like that you get at a Mexican restaurant because then you can just get any salsa in there, and they go good with it. Yeah. See, I was going to say, I guess, like, potato chips? Okay, now, go to with potato chips. There's just a lot of options that way. You're talking the ones that you can get at a store, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's like Lay's, Doritos, all that stuff. Cool potato chips, Dorito right? type of guy. Cool I'm, see, I've been trying for years. We started a cult under this guy's where we were trying to say, like, I was like, Doritos, why the fuck don't I, I, why can't I get a mixed bag of ranch and nacho cheese? I think Doritos. they might have had them for a little they bit. They don't. They don't. They and did. they wouldn't do it. And I made my own and they were still like, fuck you, Alex. So we hit up HEB. HEB said they'd think about it, never got back to us. I and had like an off brain once, I think. That's what it was. We call them branch gravitos because the we were the branch. We the, they're called branch gravitos. We were the branch gravidians. And <laughs> we call them the branch gravitos. And I made my own bag. It was delightful. I just like, it's nice to have a little bit of that cool ranch dust on the nacho cheese Dude, and vice the versa. Worst, the worst is when you're eating cool ranch Doritos and then you're eating them. Well, it's not the worst, it's the coolest thing because then you're done with it's them cool and then ranch. you look at your fingertips. You see all that range, and then you just like. <laughs> That's like the best part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if, if I had to go with that, if it's like that, I'm going with Cool Ranch Doritos. Because you can get any salsa on it and whatever, and it's still good. Yeah. And like they have some of those like off, like the HEB off brand Doritos. They have that like uh, Salsa Verde ones. I oh, yeah. love those. Those are some bomb ones. Yeah. So, but see, that's like. Chips and salsa is my weakness. That's like my yeah, weakness. That's so, one of mine too. Emma and I will buy those like $2, $3 like mini bags of chips oh yeah. where it's just like a bag of mini bags and they'll be gone in like two days. Oh yeah, dude. It's like, like me, it's just like, I don't know what it is. It's like my comfort food, you know? Dude, chili cheese Fritos, man. Those might be mine. They, they're pretty good. Chili, chili cheese, cheese Fritos Frito? I could eat forever. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's chili cheese chips. Fritos. Those are good. I like those hot Fritos. Fries. Regular Fritos suck. Like they're okay yeah. in Frito pie. Like, but like well, you have to put them in something by themselves. They kind of suck. If they're the scoops, they're okay because you can dip them with. Well, salsa. but see, you gotta have something with them to make them better. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the funny thing is, like, I remember, like in high school, like in junior high, no elementary, when I first tried a Frito pie, I was always like, "What the hell is this?" I kept hearing everybody Frito pie, Frito pie, and I tried it. Oh. Uh, you ever try to do them at home and they never come out as good? Dude, as Emma you... made one last week before uh, last Wednesday before we recorded the podcast. It was bomb. It was bomb. Dude, it's like with me, I always make the mistake. I always add extra of what I want. 
So they never come out as good. Oh, yeah, you don't get that perfect mix of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I go to, like, get a michelada, you know? I, I can't make, make my home. own. I fuck up micheladas at home. I got to get at a restaurant yeah. where they know what they're doing. Yeah, because they, 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 they only give you at minimal, you know, to make it good. And when you're at home, you're like, oh, they put a little extra. Oh, they yeah. put an extra lime, you know? Ooh, a little bit extra salt, salt in there. Yeah, that's going to be good. And you try, you're like, Ugh, yeah, I wish I had that's just gone with what they gave me. Yeah, and that's the thing. But Frito Pies, man, ooh, they're good. Frito Pies are bomb. So I guess Cool Ranch Doritos for you, and then I'm going to go Chili Cheese Fritos. But, like, potato chips, we have to pick a specific type of chip, and then you're going to go Mexican restaurant-style chips. No, no, because that's not a potato chip. That's a, is it? Well, I was saying if we had to pick types of chips, then you would go the Mexican restaurant one, right? But then if we had to pick a specific brand of chip, it would be Doritos, Cool yeah. Ranch for you, and then okay. So yeah. we gave you two op- We gave you two answers basically in yeah. that one question. We didn't make sense, but yes, we, we didn't don't. make sense. But we made and not and not making any sense. That might have made the most sense of anything we've said the whole time. It's like the most not making sense in the history of not making sense that it makes sense so much yeah. nonsense that it is sensible that's what a lot of people are saying write that down man you should write that down i think that's gonna be in the smithsonian pretty soon it may be it may that's yeah quote that from us yeah. all right um our next question comes from luke soin and luke says do bats bang upside down oh they sleep upside down Fuck, I want to know. Google. I don't know. I, know. I feel like they do. They do. It's kind of kinky, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't try it. I'm kind of friends off with bats right now, though, after this whole corona thing. Yeah. It's not the bats' fault, though. Um, I mean, it's a little bit the bats' fault. Dude, now that you said that, dude, why don't... One of my friends said, have you seen that, that picture of all the superheroes bowing down to the, to the doctors and nurses coming out? And then you see all the, like, the superheroes, Batman, all of them, bowing their head to them. Uh-huh. And then somebody did a meme to they focus on Batman. And he was like, it's kind of awkward that because of me. That-, <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Okay. So my Google search, my Google search says, naturally the bats copulate hanging upside down, but there are videos of them not doing that too. So it says naturally they would, they would fuck upside down. Just, they can also like, I guess it's like they got different positions, you know, maybe they're not going like upside down as missionary for bats, but then they can do like doggy style is like not human style. You know, they just get her on her back. They got their own Kama Sutra style book. Yeah, the Bat Masutra. Yeah, the Bat Masutra. They call it. Um, so yeah, that was a good question, actually. And I think yeah. we all we all learned a little bit today. We all have hey, learned man. a little bit now. I never thought I would learn something. Well, you Especially, learn something every new, every every day. You learn. Something. And now we know what we've learned today. We, I'm it's done learning for the day. Anything, but... Yeah, it probably won't at all. But hey, it was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Um, hey, when, you go, when you go to the Bat Caves out there in Austin, you can tell people, hey, you know bats. They, they like to bang upside down, too. And just keep repeating it over and over. Like, All right, dude, you've said that 10 times on this tour. Just leave us alone. Did you know? Like, Did you know? Some bats might do it standing up. Naturally. But not all. Some. 
get kicked out of that tour. <laughs> so fast. So fast. Um, Josh Tree Cottle writes in at Joshua Tree 713 on Twitter. He says, if two meth heads start dating, is it considered speed dating or just mething around? <laughs> speed dating. I like speed dating. I think it's yeah, kind of like speed dating. <laughs> I'm going with good. speed dating. Short and sweet. I like that. Yeah. Speed dating wins. <laughs> All right, we got one question left. It's from the reigning MVP of past gravy, our boy Todd Voss at as underscore scene underscore by underscore TV. And Todd Voss says, my kids watch a cartoon where the character's common phrase is let's blaze. Are they trying to teach my kids to smoke? Yeah. You got you to gotta assume they are. It's let's blaze, or they could be teaching them how. Ooh, no, I'm not gonna say that. I was like, yeah, they're going with that, man. I'm going with that. They're trying. They're trying to push kid yeah. child drug use. On what kind kids. of cartoons are you letting them watch? Is it like Adult Swim? Because I don't think you should let the kids watch Adult Swim. Yeah. Let's blaze, unless they're like blazing into outer space. That's probably what they're doing. I don't know what show it is, but it might be let's like a blaze. Space. It's to me, it's always just it's always about getting high. See, when I, when I hear just Blaze, I think of the – Or starting forest fires, which neither are great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just Blaze, the, the hip-hop producer, that's the one I think of him. So, you know. So, yes, they are definitely trying to get your kids to do illegal drugs. Yeah, most of the just Blaze references that I've heard have to do with weed. Mm-hmm. So I can assume, concur on that. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a good question, Todd. And, you know, update us. If you have to, like, write a strongly worded letter to the network – We'll be behind yeah. you. You know, we want to. We want to sure find you finish out. Finish it up with why is the carpet wet? Why Todd? is that? Yeah, and also why is the carpet wet, Todd? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. But uh, hey, that was the Andrew segment. That was the podcast. Chili, thanks for coming on, dude. At the Chile on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. C H I L E. Give your boy a follow. Let him know that uh, you, you dug his episode of Past the Gravy. I feel like I'm like, – I don't know. It's weird saying bye because I'm going to see you in like five hours, it feels like. Yeah, I will see you in five hours. I'll be like, I'm coming on my show, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be, be saying thank you for coming on my show, jackass. I appreciate you coming on the show. No, Honestly, I only came because you bribed me with beer. You said, hey, dude, I'll give you some Southern Star Squirrelberry beers. Dude, or, I'll bring you, you know, some strawberry I'll... beer tomorrow. Dude. I got you, dog. Nah, man, it was my pleasure, man. You know, it was way overdue. I hope we didn't. I didn't well, you lie. did one, but, like, it was that drunk cast where you fell asleep after, like, the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't even You've remember. been on it, but not really been on it. Yeah, now I can remember it. Now, that, yeah. That now we're in business. But, I all right, I'll... I'll, uh, hey, we'd like to thank Tessa for making that brief appearance. Yeah, Tessa, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Just she, if she, you should all tweet her, again. tweet Tessa at test one, test two, and be like, thanks for ruining Alex and Chili's podcast. Yeah. And just tweet her that. Don't like reply to her if she says anything. Just like, thanks for ruining their podcast, just to see if yeah. it, she'll get in her head about the it. Romance. She'll get in her head about it. Yeah. All right, well, dude, thanks for coming on again. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll definitely right, do man. this again soon, man. But uh, until then, yeah, you too, bud. And then until then, pass the baby, you bunch of bitches. I'm going to take my horse through that old town road. I'm going to ride till I can no more. Take my horse through that old town road. I'm going to ride till I can no more. I got the
go Horses in the back Horse tank is attached Head is mad black Got the boots that's black to match Riding on a horse How you can whip your course I've been in this valley You and been up off that porch Can't nobody tell me nothing You can tell me nothing you hustle as much as you hate yeah 